0: hey what's up guys so i'm gonna jump right into it because uh there's a lot to talk about this week so first and foremost uh let's talk about work uh this week it was awesome right i don't know if i've mentioned this before on the other episodes but currently right now i'm in the training program for management whatever it is for enterprise rent a car you know the uh car guys the green shirts and the Renting of vehicles and whatnot, that's, that's me. That's what I do. I'm in the beginning processes of it. So this week, we were kind of busy. Uh, we had a lot of reservations, a lot of people getting in accidents that needed cars, and we were there to help. In the midst of having a lobby of like, I'd say, eight people and two of us working, actually doing the ticket writing and contract writing and that kind of thing, we had our general manager just show up out of the blue. And the general manager is kind of a big deal, right? Because he is, I guess, like our boss's boss's boss, if that makes sense. No idea. I, I had no idea. I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know who he was. All I know was that there was this very energetic, confident dude that had showed up with you know, our boss and uh, was just hanging around and that kind of thing. So I was in the middle of getting together these uh, registration tags. You know obviously the vehicles need to be registered and when they get registered they have to get moved around to the location of the vehicle's at and as you can imagine with people driving in between locations and different states and all that jazz cars get sent all over the place and it's kind of hard to track them down so what i was doing at that moment was double checking in the computer the tags that we had and what location the vehicles were in so while i'm doing this on the computer our uh, boss his name's Mike so Mike he's just you know sitting there behind us and he's like oh so uh, so what's going on here now in my mind again energetic he's with our boss the only other time I've seen somebody that I don't know with my boss is when they're new is when they're a trainee so in my mind new guy with the boss must must be a trainee like cool sounds good So I go and explain to him the process of looking up locations of vehicles um, that we're sending the registration tags to. So I'm sitting there at the computer and I'm like, all right, well, what I'm doing is I'm typing in the VIN number of the vehicle on the tag. And I'm looking at the location here on the screen. If I see that it's at our location, obviously I keep the stickers and, you know, we put them on the vehicle and they come back. Or, if I see a different location, I'm going to give it to this gentleman who's waiting for me to give him the tags that go to other places. Trying to be very, like, enthusiastic and energetic and like, hey man, welcome to Enterprise. Like, it's an awesome company and let me teach you what it's all about. So, a few minutes go by and I'm about to go to one of the uh, mechanic shops that's nearby Uh, we had a customer drop off one of our rentals at the mechanic shop and so i needed somebody to drive me there to return the vehicle back to our shop or to our lot branch whatever you want to call it so mike again um (laughs) looking at everything that was going on he turns to my boss and says hey is there any way we can help these guys out like i mean we're headed back north anyways like is there a vehicle that we can grab can we help with their inventory a little bit because we still had about eight people that were waiting for vehicles. We only had like six vehicles we were down to. And my boss was like, yeah, sure. We could probably grab this one at the mechanic shop that, you know, rider's getting ready to go pick up. So we hop in the car. Mike sits in the back and gives me the front seat. Super cool. And then we had this conversation about like military and what we do for fun and things like that. We talked about longboarding, which was really cool. And the whole time, I'm, I'm just trying to amp him up. I'm just trying to be this like welcoming Hey, I man, like, you were in the right place. We're all friends here. This is going to be, like, the best decision of your life. I'm all giving him, like, fist bumps. And I'm like, yeah, get it, Mike. That's what's up. Way to, way to do it, man. That's that's what I'm talking about. And uh, at some point in time in the middle of the conversation, I, I looked at him, and I was like, oh, um, dude, remind me your name. I, did you say it was Landon? Like, I didn't. He's like, oh, no, no, it's, it's Mike. And my boss looks at me and gives me that little side eye, right, that little eyebrow raise of, like, uh, <laughs> Dude, you know who this is. This guy is is like up there. Totally didn't catch on. I thought my boss was just, you know, wondering why I didn't catch this guy's name when he would said it the first, at the first introduction when we met each other back at the branch. So we get to the mechanic shop, and you know, one more time we do like fist bumps and everything. And I'm like, man, Mike, it was good to meet you. Like uh, again, um, yeah, have fun, man. And I guess uh, I guess we'll see you around. And then I drove back to the branch and uh yeah later on found out that he was the general manager of like utah and idaho so yeah got to have a fun interaction with that guy and i don't know if anybody else has those kind of embarrassing moments where they just totally stick their foot in their mouth because they assume in a situation instead of gathering the facts but i don't like it not usually the person that gets into those kind of situations so this being one of I mean obviously it happens but this being one of those uh rare moments where that happens I was a little thrown off my game and uh it's cool I'm not I'm not bitter hopefully we recovered somewhat in a dignified manner but I guess we'll have to see the next time we uh we see Mike as he's chilling around so yeah that's my intro into this week you guys gotta see the uh craziness that. Ryder gets himself into when he tries to be a friendly person to those around him, whose names apparently he can't remember. Landon? Where do you get Landon from? It's not even close to Mike. Whatever, that's not the point of the story. We'll move on. But yeah, this week was a busy, busy week. Um, I think last time, I, literally last week, I talked a lot about throwing myself into my work. And uh, no, that certainly happened this week. Uh, I think I clocked in about like 50 or 60 hours just trying to get everything ready. We had a bunch of uh, like religious Christian people come on on Saturday. Apparently they were doing some sort of youth camp, uh, seven, 10 day thing going on. And with all the young people that they had, they wanted to rent every single 15 passenger van that we had in like the central Utah area. So (laughs) yeah, we got, what was it, 18? We got 18 vans ready for these guys on Saturday. And obviously it took the entire week. I mean, we've been collecting them from other locations. We've had to clean them, fuel them, make sure that they've, you know, been cleaned and sanitized for COVID and all that jazz. It was a big process. It was a it was definitely a, a project. And we got through it. We freaking crushed it and knocked it out of the park. The forty or so drivers that showed up to pick up these vehicles were only there for I'd say about an hour, hour and a half, um, which was insane. I did not think that we would be able to, uh, you know, move that along as fast as we did. Uh, Shout out to my boss. Um, She's incredible. She's been working here for like 11 years and dude, she is like the logistics Yoda of Enterprise. I mean, she'll find cars out of nowhere that I don't know if they 100% belong to Enterprise, but somehow they end up on our lot and we rent them and it's all because of her. So, if you guys don't have a boss like that, you should get one or become one, depending on what your capabilities are, because it definitely makes the world a better place. So, Like I said, that's what we've been working on this week. It's just been concentrating on the work, sort of putting all of our mental energy and focus towards that, so that we can somehow uh, feel like we're making the world a better place. And I do feel like we're making it a better place, you know? Those youth kids with the uh, you know religious group are going to have a lot of fun, and I think they'll hopefully come out with some enlightenment um gain some like experience or character traits of being a kind person and you know i got to be somewhat of an indirect influence in that so that's the story we tell ourselves anyways um outside of that it's just been you know holding doors for old ladies and making old guys feel good about themselves so we're getting this job down to a science and yeah, outside of that, um, we can go into the, I guess, intellectual stuff that I found. I was supposed to take notes of the quotes that I was able to find. Because a lot of what I heard this past week from podcasts or eavesdropping on other people's podcasts have been uh, perfection or success or, or expectations, trying trying to come through and you know, be the person that fulfills expectations and things like that and i'm sure again i wish i remembered who this guy's name was because it was a really cool quote but basically what it talks about is being um being not perfect but magnificent and uh i'm gonna see if i can see if i can elaborate on that a little bit so I don't know, growing up in a religious household, there was a lot of like pressure to try to be the very best version of yourself. And if you're falling through because you're either lazy, misinformed, or just not having a lot of like self-control or self-discipline, it was kind of a crime, um, and there was always the fear of being punished for it. right? And so a lot of that sort of became the focus of what motivated my decisions or caused me to move in one direction or another, and it's super frustrating, because instead of, you know, recognizing and focusing on what's around you, instead you're focusing more on like an inward sort of thing, and whether you're meeting up to the potential that, you know, whatever divine power actually wants you to uh, develop, and it's kind of super counterintuitive, because the whole point of most of the philosophers, and a lot of people that delve into psychology, is that we all work as an interdependent force, right? We're all helping each other. We're all working to better each other's dreams. There's the whole abundance mentality where there's enough to go around and that kind of thing. And so this whole mindset of trying to live up to that like divine potential or whatever makes you focus inward instead of focusing outward like we're kind of supposed to do in the first place. So now we're here, you know, 29 years later and what have we learned? Well. We've learned that sometimes it's not about being perfect. It's not about doing everything in in the very best way to try to hit that potential. More of what it is, is creating beauty or creating magnificence. Because that's the thing. Um, again, I should have wrote the scripture down. But there is a scripture that does say, and um, I'm talking about a scripture like in the Bible, King James Version, Christianity, all that jazz if you want to look it up. But... Uh, Christ is talking to an audience, or Jesus, if you want to call him that, is talking to an audience, and at some point in time, he says, "You know, be therefore perfect as our Father who art in heaven is perfect. And so with that, coming from this guy who's supposed to be perfect, an example we're supposed to embody, it's a lot of pressure, right? And again, it goes back into what, I, I guess, drove me to develop the way that I did develop, but... You know, substitute some words for a second. Instead of saying perfect, how about magnificent? Like, be magnificent as our Father in heaven is magnificent. Because that's the thing. Everybody can be magnificent in their own way, whether it be for good or evil, right? A lot of people do, like, artwork in terms of music or paintings or even just the, the creativity to build something that wasn't there before, you know? and that in and of itself can be like a magnificent thing. And as long as you're creating a magnificent life to the best of your ability, then you're on the right track. Cuz honestly, the I think level of perfection that Christianity wants us to receive doesn't even come in this life. I think it comes eons and millennia in the future when we can, you know, better understand the multiverse and a whole bunch of other things that, you know, we can't see with our two-dimensional Nope, three-dimensional, mortalize. Sorry, I guess I was just uh, watching Fairly Godparents and just sort of out of habit went into uh, two-dimension. But we're three-dimensional creatures. That's how we see. And like I said, with that sort of viewpoint, creating something magnificent, that is the way to do it. Um, Because that's what what I've been trying to concentrate on for the past seven days-ish is... um, trying to create something magnificent or trying to find and create beauty in this life now that i don't have a family <laughs> that i'm trying to build or develop i have a mission statement it's one that i developed uh while i was deployed i ended up reading the uh seven habits of highly Effective people which is a great book uh, Stephen r covey he's an amazing philosopher amazing father um he, he has just some, some great words of advice that you may want to look into. Um, but one of, one of the things that he, he talks about is um, seeing the end from the beginning and using that to, again, motivate our decisions uh, through day-to-day life. Because if, if we don't have like a vision, if we don't know what's magnificent to us, then there's not really a direction in which to fight towards, Right. And it's really hard to be focused in the moment if you don't even know like who you are as a person or what you believe in, and so a lot of a mission or a lot of what a mission statement does is it provides that um, that insight, that that sort of inner monologue, direction, foundation, whatever. In my mission statement, at the very end, I put a line in there that says, you know, my mission is to set my family up for success, and to basically create my family's like happily ever after, and that's what we were gonna do with. Uh, my wife, you know, when we were getting things together and, um, you know, looking for places and things like that was, we we were going to create that. We were going to create a family. We were going to build success. That was a vision. That's what, that's what we believed was, or what I believed was magnificent. That was the magnificence that I was fighting for. And now that's gone now that she is no longer here. I don't really know what to fight for. I don't really know what what would count as magnificence in my life, you know. And there 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 are fillers. They're sort of um, you know little things you can grasp at. Like right now, my new thing is trying to get out of debt. Right, so I'm I'm literally saving every cent that I have and trying to do fundraising and things like that so that I can. Um, Get out of credit card debt and student loans and things like that, and just kind of zero everything out, so I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, credit scores or, or uh, payment history and things like that. And again, that's close. I mean, that that does give some like short term direction, but in terms of like if I'm 90 years old and I'm sitting, or 60, really doesn't matter. Nobody knows when we're gonna die, so. Don't get them on case about trying to think that, you know, first world Americans are going to live till they're 90. I don't know. It's just a number I came up with. But let's say that I'm sitting in my deathbed at some predetermined, unidentified age. And at that moment, I'm thinking back on, on my life and like what what, what do I want to say that I've done? What do I want to see in my past when I look back at my life, right? Um, dude, I, I don't even know. <laughs> like I don't know. First of all, I can't picture myself getting that old right now. I honestly have a hard time of believing that I would make it that far, right? Um, Because right now I'm just making it day to day. But in the small moments where I actually force my imagination to picture me in that situation, the only thing that I can come up with is, is family and relationships and making a difference in people's lives. And before it was a difference in my family's life, right? I mean, obviously grew up with a complicated history with with my stepmom, my dad, and things like that. And the person that I needed when I was a kid is the kind of person that I want to be to somebody else and sort of pay it forward, that kind of idea. And yeah, that's the only thing that I can picture when I think of myself as a eight year old whatever just sitting on his deathbed. And yeah, it's a start. But it's definitely a change of mindset from picturing myself with, you know, a beautiful wife having our family and kids and raising them to make the world a better place. That's not really, that's not really the dream anymore, so i got to come up with a different dream, and that's hard. That's really hard, because um, it's, it's rough believing in something. And having that thing sort of fall out from under you. And then having to come back and do it all over again. It's kind of like starting a business, you know. This fail all the time. And after they fail, the smartest thing is to get up and keep moving forward. Um, but it sucks, you know. Because you're in pain and you do not you want to avoid that pain again. And yet, the only way you're going to, again, create a magnificent life is to not give up. And to somehow find the motivation to put one foot forward and walk towards the next magnificent thing that you're hoping for. So that's that's what we're working on this week. Um, yeah, there's a few other things that I wanted to go over. Um, talking about Lux. Lux is uh, my little border collie. Um, you know, my wife and I got her about a year and a half ago. And, um, you know, just some of the... Some of the interesting things that I'm learning between my relationship uh, with Lux and I. But I'll have to save that for next episode. So I hope you guys aren't too mad that I'm depriving you of my amazing dog stories. But again, this world's imperfect. But it is magnificent. So just keep that in mind. As always, I know you guys are trying your best. I appreciate it. I know the people around you um, are really grateful for that. So... Yeah, just thanks for being you and trying to make it your best life. And yeah, I guess I'll see you guys next week. So thanks for listening.